You're listening to WBEZ. Now, this week, WBEZ is focusing on a state program that is supposed to connect low-income children experiencing a mental health crisis with treatment. In our investigation, we found thousands of children cycle through the program repeatedly each year, and many are failing to get the help they need. Today, we're going to bring you one mother's experience and explain why mental health services are so hard to get. And a warning for listeners, this story contains language about suicide. WBEZ's Sarah Karp starts us off. The call came on a Friday afternoon. Her son's high school was on the other line telling her that he was in distress. And he started crying and he started saying the same thing to the people over there. That he didn't have a point in life. Uh, He's a failure. Melina was shaken but not surprised. We're not using her last name to protect her son's identity. Her son had said some of the same things on social media, and though he denied it, Melina knew in her bones something was wrong. He wasn't eating. He was letting his appearance go. He wasn't playing his beloved guitar. The school told her that there was a state program that was supposed to help connect him with treatment quickly. But this was easier said than done. She soon learned it could take a state crisis worker hours to assess her son. And even after that, there might not be a place for him to go. This is what the school told her. It's going to take a long time, and you're gonna be, he's going to be in the school uh, all day, and maybe we're not going to find a bed in some of the centers. So um, he's, he's going to end up in the hospital. So Melina asked, what could she do? The school suggested she pick up her son and take him to the nearest psychiatric hospital. It would be hard at that point to turn him away. So they went. The psych hospital was cold and unwelcoming. Nobody's talking. Everybody looks depressed, sad, stressed, worried. By the time her son was evaluated, after waiting five hours, he had shut down. He was no longer as emotional. He was just tired. I see my kid coming out in five minutes, and you make me wait like five hours. Five minutes. That's how long it seemed the assessment took. And in the end, they sent him home, giving Melina a list of numbers she could call to set up outpatient therapy. At the end of the day, she was exhausted and scared. They give me the paper, but they don't give you, like, what to do, what I should do. I mean, he's saying that thing, he want to kill himself. Maybe he's not going to do it. Maybe he's going to do it. I don't know. What is happening in his mind? He was so, so low so low that we didn't know what to, I mean, how to cheer him up. Melina and her husband told their son he could go to bed, but to keep his door open. Next, my colleague Kristen Schorsch helps explain why Melina and her son had so few options. When it comes to the extreme end of treatment for kids in crisis, they need to be hospitalized. There aren't many places to turn. In Illinois, only about 15% of all hospitals have psychiatric beds for children. Much of this comes down to money. So we'll head in here through a consultation. Lots of keys in a psychiatric unit. I'm at Lori Children's Hospital of Chicago, one of the most well-known of its kind in the country. A journey to the psychiatric unit helps explain why so many other hospitals are not investing in this service. Dr. Aaron Jansen shows me the 12-bed unit. It doesn't feel like a sterile psych ward. There are bright shades of yellow and green. We come to an empty patient room. He explains that everything in this room is designed to make sure a kid can't hurt themselves. So example, 
if you look at this doorknob, there's no way of affixing anything to the doorknob in order for you to hang oneself, hurt oneself in any significant way. These are some of the hidden costs of psychiatric care. This doorknob combined with the door costs almost $10,000. There are so many expensive things psych units need to keep children safe. Chairs filled with sand, so heavy they barely budge, so they can't be used as a weapon. Walls that have to be softer than cement to cushion the blow of a banging head. An entire patient's room costs around $1 million to set up. A steep price tag hospitals can't afford or don't want to spend. Lori actually loses money providing psychiatric care. The time and effort it takes with staffing and with our interventions often are not reimbursed at the same rates that the same other medical care may be. And so it's harder to afford to run these units than it is for a lot of other units. At least half the patients are typically low income and have Medicaid health insurance, which does not cover the cost to treat them. Here's the ripple effect of having so few hospitals in the state treat children in crisis. Lori's unit is pretty much always full. We used to get calls from outpatient providers um, with direct referrals saying, my patient is in distress. I think they would benefit from a hospitalization. Those don't happen anymore because we never have the space. During the height of the pandemic, the hospital had around 30 patients waiting on other floors to get into the psych unit. Some families just show up in the emergency department as a way to get in the door. There are other reasons hospitals shy away from this level of care. These units are hard to staff. Hospitals spend millions of dollars updating units every few years to make them safer for suicidal youth. And they fear that children will stay longer than needed. Some of Lori's patients have been stuck for more than three months waiting for a spot in a residential facility. Dr. Michael Naylor opened UI Health's Adolescent Psychiatric Unit about 25 years ago. It's one of the few in Chicago. If this is going to be solved, it's going to need to be solved not on a hospital-by-hospital -hospital basis because their decisions are going to be made on the basis of finances. Hospitals make money on surgeries, for example, not on psych. Naylor says the state needs to intervene before more psych beds for children vanish. There are some hospitals bucking the trend. Unity Point Health plans to open a nearly $30 million mental health center for children in downstate West Peoria next year with 44 beds. There's a severe drought of this treatment in the area. Here's Jansen again from Lori. We need other places to step up and say, these kids matter, this treatment is important, and no matter what the investment is, we need to make it. As it is now, far too many families are left on their own to find care for their kids. Melina, the mother from earlier, left the hospital with a list of places to call to get therapy for her son. So many had wait lists. She wound up finding help for him on her own. He seems to be doing better, though Melina wonders if he needs more intensive therapy. He's fighting. He's fighting. And we fighting with him, too. Kristen Schorsch. Sarah Karp, WBZ News.